Welcome to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'll be your host, the Healthy Voyager, Carolyn Scott. Thanks for tuning in to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'm your host, Carolyn Scott Hamilton, the Healthy Voyager. Uh, There's one quick announcement before we get started, because if you're in L.A. on November 6th, you've got to come join us at the Roxy on Sunset Strip for the first ever vegan beer fest. Yep, vegan beer, vegan food, and music all night long at the Roxy on Sunset Strip. So to purchase advanced tickets, which is highly recommended in order to make sure you'll get in because uh, it's kind of limited entry, visit www.losangelesvegan.com. Check it out and hope to see you there on November 6th, just a few weeks away. All right, have you started munching on naughty Halloween candy or sipping on hot sugary drinks to keep warm yet? Because I know in some parts of the country, it's starting to get really chilly. And with uh, chilly weather comes naughty, naughty lattes that taste like Christmas and pumpkin Thanksgiving-y stuff. So it's uh, it's very tempting to start eating junky foods now that uh, we can cover up and not have to wear little tight shirts and and shorts anymore. Yep, it's that time of year where the slippery slope begins, starting with the Halloween candy, and then it's Thanksgiving, and then December holiday parties and New Year's. So it's at least three months of special occasion eating and snacking while we're wearing our warm clothes to hide that growing belly. And every year people say they'll be good, but it's pretty challenging. It's always, oh, just tonight or just one more cookie uh, and then, you know, with the social, your social calendar filling up, your, your workout regimen kind of begins to suffer. And by January 1st, you hate yourself again for falling to the same weight gain trap again and again, year after year. So how do you make this year different from all the rest? Well, it may take a little more work and willpower, but it certainly isn't impossible. It's about making smarter choices and not making every outing a special occasion where you kind of let yourself cheat on your diet and making your exercise routine a priority. It really can be done because I know as the year starts to come to an end, you know, work starts to be a little less challenging because people are already in that holiday mindset. So everything just comes becomes a little more lax and, you know, you meet someone for coffee or you meet someone for lunch or dinner and everything kind of becomes a special occasion and that's where the pitfalls happen. So nothing is more frustrating than starting off the new year feeling like you're one step behind. The molehill has now become a mountain of weight loss um, and it's a tough pill to swallow, especially if it happens every year. This year, you have the keys to the kingdom and you can take control. Let 2011, I can't believe it's 2011, be the year you break that cycle and start it off right and start it off fit. Besides, you have bigger fish to fry and projects to focus on, right? Worrying about losing weight can totally take over your time and your energy when it could really be placed elsewhere. Think of all the things you'll be able to work on as New Year's resolutions instead of losing 10 pounds, right? Everyone's got that weight loss one every year, so imagine all the new stuff you could be worrying about outside of weight loss this year. Plus, being fit will keep your spirits and energy level up which will only help you more in achieving the new goals. A happier and healthier you will always beget more happiness and forward movement. And lucky for you, my guests today are pros in the field of health and fitness. 
Uh, they're going to share some stories about how they got to be fitness and nutrition gurus and um, as well as how you can. Even though the nutty holiday feeding frenzies uh, are coming up, they're going to they're gonna help us out with that. And look, you don't have to miss out on it entirely, but learning some tricks to minimize the gorging and staying on track will make all the difference. So let's take a short break, and when we come back, I will be chatting with the king of fitness programs and infomercials, plant-based workout master of P90X fame, Tony Horton. Hi, I'm Drew Brees, NFL quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, here with Bugs Bunny to remind you to get moving every day. Because when you get moving an hour a day, you fuel your body and your mind. So what do you like to throw around the football like Drew? Skateboard, ride a bike, or dance in your room. Just move it your way. And be a player. Get up and play an hour a day, Doc. Check out how to be a player at letsmove.gov. Head online to get tips on great ways to get moving every day. At letsmove.gov. A message from the Ad Council and HHS. And we're back to Healthy Voyager Radio. You may know my first guest from many late-night infomercials. As of late, his P90X program has propelled him into celebrity fitness guru fame, and for good reason. The program really works, and here to tell us all about it, as well as how he has become so buff and successful by helping others do the same, is the workout warrior himself, Tony Horton. Hello, Tony. Hello, hello, Caroline. Are the rumors true that you're in week three of P90X? It's true. It's oh, true. I'm doing you yoga lucky. after the show. Yes, you lucky girl. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what the next phase is going to be because week three, I'm like, all right, now I'm going to see what's, what's next with the change. Lots of variety, and that's the whole idea behind muscle confusion. We know we're trying to keep people interested. We're trying to prevent boredom, injuries, plateau, the things that usually get people to quit, you know. So, you know, it's P90X. It's 90 days. We don't want you to quit. We want you to be that's gone. Right. And, you're, and you're right. It's definitely not boring because let me tell you, I quote you every day now. My husband oh, no. and I are doing this, doing it together, so we'll be like, I hate it, but I love it. We laugh every <laughs> time we see that ab ripper. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, the funny thing is, is that uh, – I uh, hope we're not straying from the interview, but, you know, the funny thing about, P, about P90X is um, people like it for that reason, you know, because I made it kind of silly and fun, and, and, and uh, there are some quotables in there, you know, like I'm backing up like a pterodactyl. I don't even know what that, where that came from, you know, or I do some lame, lame Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, but, but, you know, it's hard enough trying to do yoga for, for 90 minutes or do chest and back for 24 sets, so there has to be something there to keep people's attention, you know, and years ago, I did stand up for a couple of years. I was pretty awful, but but the idea was, that, you know, you have to know your audience, and your audience is in the middle of doing difficult, strenuous physical activity. So if you treat it like a drill sergeant or brain science, then people are going to shut you out, you know. So uh, luckily for me, the, our, our CEO Carl Dykler said, "Hey, man, do your thing, and and uh, and uh, and we'll see what happens." So. Well, the thing that I love about it too is that. I know you're actually doing the workout, whereas, you know, in the 80s, I remember my mom used to do the Jane Fonda one, and everyone still looked all quaffed and wasn't sweaty, and I was like, I don't think anyone's really doing that stuff, whereas with this program, we see you sweat, we see you huffing and puffing, and it's like, all right, well, if he's still tired after doing this forever, you know, then, then we get it. It's a good workout. It's it's real. Well, you know, it's funny. I get... I get uh... People make fun of me sometimes because I'll be in the middle of a set and I'll stop and I'll go over to check out the kids. You know what I mean? If you have P90X, you know what that means. But, you know, I go out and I check the form. The idea is to kind of check the form of the people behind me to make sure they're doing it right or showing the variations and showing the modifications. 
right? And so you know, they always give me a hard time. You know, right in the middle of that, you stopped because you were tired, not because you wanted to show form. I said, no, mm-hmm. I knew exactly what I was doing. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, now with these new one-on-one DVDs that I have, it's shot straight through unedited. So uh, now I know what, uh, you know, the pain and agony that people go through doing one of my workouts because I have to do it myself. With no, you know, it's very it's shot live. So uh, mm. um, that's that's the fun thing about the one on ones that we're doing now. No messing around anymore, Tony. Mm-mm, no, sorry, Bob. All right. So tell our listeners what was the defining moment or the event that prompted you to get fit. I know that fitness people always have that that story. You know what what was that light that went off that said, "I'm going to start getting fit." Well, you know, in a nutshell, I was not an I was not an athletic kid. You know, by any means, I was sort of a wannabe tennis player and basketball player, and I was on the football team, but I was more of a tackling dummy, really, than an actual player on the team. Mm-hmm. My dad was a great athlete, but I, I always aspired to be, but I didn't have great mentors, great coaches. You know, back in those days, you were either a winner or, or a loser. You know, the winners made, made various teams, whether it was, you know, from anywhere from tennis to football. Everybody else uh, were viewers. You know, they would watch the game. <clears throat> so it wasn't like it is now. You know, it didn't exist back in the 70s when I grew up. But I got, I got into a, a class in college, a weightlifting class. I had a great teacher. You know, it's really about mentoring and finding somebody that, uh, that understands people, that can kind of work with people that are, that are at different levels. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but he was willing to guide me. And, of course, it was a class. I was, you know, wanted to get an A. And uh, it just so happened to be that I was, uh, you know, in a class with a teacher who really enjoyed what he did and wasn't, wasn't uh, afraid of, uh, of sharing his knowledge. And, and he was great at it. And so that's when it all sort of it all started. Then, of course, I came out to L.A. and from uh, from Connecticut, Rhode Island. And uh, initially, I wasn't exercising at all. I was in pure survival mode. But um, I had an agent, and the agent said, "You need to exercise if you want to get more work." And and so, just purely for aesthetic reasons, I was doing it because I wanted a I wanted a six pack and and a chiseled mm-hmm. chest and biceps and things like that. It wasn't for the same reasons why I exercise now. And that's how I got started. I mean, that's how a lot of people start. They want to look different. But in the end. Uh, it's not about the appearance. It's not about aesthetics. It ends up be, becoming more about quality of life, and that's the reason why I do it now. And how did you take your fitness passion and turn it into a career? Was it kind of one step to the next, or was it kind of a process? It was a complete fluke. It was a fluke. <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I was waiting tables, working retail. I was a runner for a 20th Century Fox for this guy, Harlan Goodman, who used to be a former music producer, and he was uh, over at Fox trying to make movies, uh, and he saw my transformation. And he said, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm starting to work out, you know, because he, he was – the great thing about that job was that they let me go on auditions, you know, throughout the day. All I had to do, you know, I had to feed the cat, change the light bulb, and deliver the script. But, oh, yeah, I get to go audition for a Cheerios commercial at 2 o'clock. And as a result, you know, I was fit, so I started training him. And he got great results, and he introduced me to Tom Petty. And uh, Tom Petty was my first celebrity client. And, and after that, I got Tom in great shape for a tour. And all of a sudden, I wasn't waiting tables or doing mime at the pier anymore or, you know, feeding the cat. I was training Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, Billy Idol, Annie Lennox, Stephen Stills, Rob Lowe, Chad Lowe. I mean, you know, uh, uh, lead singer of Chicago, Jason Sheff, uh, Allison Janney, Ewan McGregor, Usher. So um, I ended up, you know, getting up every morning and going from celebrity to celebrity uh, and it just sort of happened all of a sudden. I mean, it was kind of a, a, tra- a strange and unusual transformation from one lifestyle to another. And every day you were wishing you could go back to waiting tables, right? No, Lord, <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So you've gone from waiting tables to working with, like, the biggest celebrities, and now you're helping regular Joes and James get fit. How did you figure out 
how to do that so well because I really do think, and like I mentioned earlier, you really do have a, a warm feeling and a fun feeling that comes across, and it really gets us regular folks happy to do what you're doing and kill ourselves every day. Yeah, you know, I mean, I really wish I knew what that formula was. I, I just try to be myself. I don't care too much what people think about how I do things and what I say. I mean, I try to be, I try to not to be too irreverent, but, but you know, it, it comes from 25 years of, of the struggle and always opening up new doors and trying new things and not being attached to the outcome and, and, uh, and making sure that I have a plan and a purpose in life um, and, and, and maintaining my sense of humor along the way. I, I think a lot of folks, as they get older, life can just be such a grind. And that light, um, curious, fun, silliness that they, that they might have even had as kids, uh, they lose. And so as a result, your world becomes smaller and more myopic and, and, um, uh, and less adventurous. And I've discovered that when I move physically, it helps me mentally and emotionally. You know, I mean, they did a great study at, at Harvard. Uh, Harvard Business Review came out with a uh, study called The Corporate um, Athlete. And it was the effects of physical activity on, on people of power, you know, people who run companies. And they discovered that people that exercise regularly, who, you know, who um, work with a lot of people, turn out to have more successful businesses because they're, you know, they're thinking outside of the box because they have more energy, because they're, they're, they're uh, more creative. I mean, every time you exercise, you know, you release norepinephrine and dopamine and serotonin and all these feel-good chemicals inside of your brain. You know, we try to cheat by getting those by using, you know, uh, drugs and alcohol, fat, sugar, and salt and food, right? So, but we all know what the outcome of those things are. There's always some kind of a, the pendulum is going to swing in the other direction. The other direction is, is hell-like. But, you know, and why not uh, do something you can control, which is the food you put in your mouth and, and, and creating an exercise routine uh, every day and having some discipline in your life. And when you do that, you get the, you know, you get the brain-derived neurotropic factor that, that uh, goes inside your hippocampus. Oh, my God, what's he saying? But, you know, the fact of the matter is when you move physically, you breathe air, and when that air goes into your brain and changes the way you look at your life. And I learned that, uh, you know, I learned that with 25 years of trial and error. Um, I mean, I just don't miss workouts anymore. If I only have a half an hour, I'll find a way to use Mother Earth and the human body to do something. And Because, and, uh, you know, everybody knows a push-up and a jumping jack and a running in place and a lunge or a squat or, a, you know, a core or ab move. And, and so there's, you know, I just try to find uh, as many ways to, to uh, prevent, you know, excuses in life so that I can continue to, to do this and share it with other people. I mean, I got lucky with, with P90X in a sense, you know, I mean, I had gone to Minneapolis and worked with uh, Nordic Track and had some on-camera time with them, and I was an actor, right, I was going on auditions, so I knew what it was like to sort of, you know, to be out in the public and to talk um, in front of a camera and read a teleprompter, these are things that I was learning as I was getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and training celebrities all day long, and the two of those things came together uh, when I I met the the CEO of uh, Beachbody, Carl Deichler, we did something called Great Body Guaranteed, then we did Power 90, Power Half Hour, uh, uh, Power 90 Master Series, and then, of course, P90X, which has uh, uh, become so massively popular. And then on top of that, we're working on, uh, you know, I've done these 27 DVDs uh, called One-on-One, which are the ones we were, I was talking about earlier. And then the next thing coming out is P90X MC2, Muscle Confusion 2. Mm. So I'm going to have to get that one next, huh? Uh-huh. When you become <laughs> a Power 90 grad, ho-ho. That's right. Yeah, I mean, P90, I mean, for example... In, in P90X, you're doing pull-ups and push-ups, you know, basic stuff, bicep mm. curls, shoulder presses. Uh, in MC2, you're doing push-ups on four medicine balls. You're doing mm-hmm. something called uh, zip-kip chin-ups, which are, uh, you know, super clean, full-range-of-motion chin-ups where your body's, you know, you're not using body English. 
So we're taking what you've learned, right? Because a lot of folks, you know, they couldn't do any push-ups. There's a kid, Jeremy Yost. I go on to QVC with this kid, Jeremy Yost. He started out with P90X. He did it three times. So, you know, it took him nine months. A little, you know, and then in the end, uh, a little under a year. I mean, the guy lost 180 pounds doing an extreme fitness program because he changed his diet and he showed up. Mm. He, could, he couldn't do most of it. I mean, he, he would be marching in place or hitting the pause button or, you know, cursing at me or whatever. But he just showed up. And in the process, because he changed his diet, because he uh, was moving. I mean, he was just moving and, and he had to modify the hell out of the whole thing, you know, at the beginning. But he lost 180 pounds. I worked out with him last week in Dallas at an event. And here he is, you know, a year and a half later, and he's stronger than ever. It's just, it's just mind-bending to me. It's, it's just fun to see that people... You know, people who were going in just a horrendous direction. Their life was, they were overweight and overwhelmed. And then they decided to pick up a DVD, stick it in a player, and just try to play catch-up, and, and everything changed. It's fun. Well, well, it's true. Like, from week one to week three, I've already noticed a difference. And, and I'm a fit person. I mean, I worked out every day, but of obviously my workouts were just kind of plateauing and doing nothing for me. So I obviously felt it. But really from week one to week three, I'm like, hmm, I could do that better and I could do that better. And, you know, so I can imagine for someone like that to, to really see the difference and that really gets them going and keeps them going. Well, it's dramatic. I mean, it's life altering. You know, people say to me, you know, they come up to me all the time, oh, my God, you changed my life. And I say to them, you know, hey, man, the hammer doesn't build the house. You did that work. I just gave you the tools, right? So, so you know, I mean, I know this interview is about me, but if I was to ask you, what is different about P90X than the things that you've done in the past? Me? Oh, yeah. well, the thing is, well, it's definitely the muscle confusion because, and, and the variety, really, because Monday through Saturday, you're doing something different every single day. So you don't get bored. It's kind of exciting. And and you get a break from certain things, and you really push yourself. Like you, like for me, I'm super competitive. So I'll watch some of the chicks on there, and I'm like, "Damn you! You did 21. I'm gonna do 23." You know, ah, and, you know. There you so go. There you so go. it's the challenge, and and then I do it with my husband. So it's fun to see, to work out with somebody, and and see them improve, and 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 you know commiserate as well. So it's. It's a neat idea for sure, rather than doing the same thing every day. Like, like I said, my mom did the Jane Fonda tapes, and I can't imagine doing the same workout every day and getting anything from it as far as a program. So well, you know, it really does work. No, no, that's great. That's great. And especially the fact that you do it with your husband is really key, too, because, you know, you have that support and that camaraderie. And, and you know, couples that do it together grow stronger. Couples who don't, I've seen quite often have real problems in the end because people, two, different, two people who are in union are moving in opposite directions. One's continuing to eat bad and not exercising while the other one's, you know, changing their diet and, and, and exercising regularly. So they don't look at the world the same way. So that's really important. I, you know, I would say to anybody, if you're going to do this thing and you have a partner, you know, check to see, you know, just keep that in mind because uh, that's, that's an issue. But I think the one thing about P90X, there are six things I think that come into play that don't exist with other programs. You know, for example, with P90X, you know, you've got consistency, which is, of course, we ask you to work out six days a week. You've got the variety, which is already provided by P90X. Um, and then there's a certain amount of intensity because you do want to, you want to beat that girl. You want to do more reps than her. You want to try to jump higher than Dominic, or you want to lift more weights the next day. That's why those, those worksheets are there. You know, we provide worksheets so that you can actually track your progress, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, I think a lot of programs uh, – unfortunately create our our boredom 
because it's you know it's not enough stuff and you're repeating the same things over and over again. And because of that, there's the plateau effect, right? So there's number two. Uh, in that, you know, it's like, oh wow, I've gotten a certain amount of results, and I'm not getting any, getting them anymore. It's because there's just not enough variety, right? So, um, uh, and the other, the last thing too is is injury. I think when you're repeating, uh, you know, the same move, movements over and over again, you know, the connective tissue, the stabilizers, the ankles, the knees, the back, the elbows, have a tendency to get hurt. And when you get hurt, sometimes you're out six to eight weeks, and you feel like, oh, I don't want to start all over again. So right. because of muscle confusion, because of that variety. The idea is if you, main, you know, maintain good form and don't try to let your ego get in the way of, of the process, then chances are you'll get out unscathed and you'll end up losing a bunch of weight and feeling better. And you'll have, you'll have skills. You know, a lot of programs are kicking and punching and dancing. Mm. Right? There's a ton of those out there. And they're, they're awesome and they're better than sitting on the couch and watching American Idol while smoking cigarettes. Right? But, <laughs> but uh, uh, the one thing about P90X is it's yoga, it's Kempo, it's Plyo, it's Pilates, it's weight exercises, it's body exercises. So you're avoiding that, you know, exercise bipolar disorder that happens from doing the same stuff over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's really good variety, and I'm excited. Like I said, one to week one to three, it's it's the the specific program, and then week four is different, and then I start the next month, and it's something going to be totally different. So that's what's exciting that I know that it's not 90 days of the same workout, and that would be very very boring. Right. Well, think yeah, about it. Some, some programs I equate some programs are like going up and down a ladder. All right. I mean, going up the, up a ladder is hard, but after a while, it's the same ladder, right? But you know, mm-hmm. uh, P90X is more like rock climbing. <laughs> you know, the right. Grand Canyon. You know, every day there's something different. Every day there's a different way to do a certain exercise because typically, as you know, uh, in Plyo, for example, we show a modified version. We show something extreme, something modified, and something in between. So that there's steps there as you you improve. If you have a workout DVD where the person in front is showing you know showing you the move and everybody behind them is doing it identic identically, the way the person in front you don't see any variation you don't see anybody struggling you know I love these DVDs where everybody's uber fit they're super tan they don't sweat a bead of sweat and they're all smiling the whole time oh my god <laughs> who are these people I can't relate to that that's not me you know. In P90X, you know, people are working. They're sweating. They're they're taking breaks. Oh, yeah, you know? out of breath. You even turn off the music for a second, and you hear, <laughs> it, you, so you know that they're actually doing the workout, and it's not fake and edited. Yeah, yeah. Well, who, yeah. who would have who would have thought that real and authentic is what people ultimately wanted? You know, because they feel like they're part of it. And as you know, we mic everybody, right? So you get to hear their voices. You get to hear them breathe. You get to hear their funny comments, you know, like, for example, it's all improv. It's not like anybody has lines, you know, and we're, we're, we're doing the shoulder warm-up, and I'm saying, okay, everybody call it your soups. And Scott Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer says, okra. <laughs> I mean, and then... And then uh, um, German potato German potato soup and a little German... I mean, you know, I mean, those are, those are things that people remember. Those are people things that people enjoy, and it gets them coming back again and again. And, and if that's the case, uh, then I'm doing my job. Absolutely. Now, here's something that most people don't know about you, that you follow pretty closely a plant-based diet for the most part. And I know for big buff people, athletic people, sports people, for someone to say, oh, well, you can't get buff and ripped on a plant-based diet, you've proven that you can. Why did you adopt this and how do you combat, you know, the people that are like, what are you doing? You should be eating big old steaks all the time. What do you... How can well, uh, what can you say to people about about what you've done? Well, you know, if your if, if your objective is to become big and buff, 
this is not the diet for you because you can't really become big and buff eating a vegan diet. I mean, I, I, I kind of fluctuate depending on my mood. Uh, I went vegan for like 90-plus days. You know, no, no uh, gluten, no sugar, no caffeine, no alcohol, no animal products. And uh, I felt great, but I lost 10 pounds. I, I didn't want to lose 10 pounds. You know, I wanted to maintain a certain amount of buffness, I guess. So now <laughs> I, I, I still eat that way, but I've added uh, free-range chicken and, and, uh, and wild salmon, you know, and then maybe sushi once in a blue moon when I'm in the mood. But I've still cut the gluten way out. I've, I've cut refined sugars 90%, you know, because I used to be a, a chocolate-holic. You know, my two favorite foods as a kid were burnt toast and, and chocolate. <laughs> cake you know <laughs> so so i've kind of you know it's hard to get those are comfort foods for me but um ultimately i'm trying to eat the healthiest things i can i mean uh, food and supplements are fuel and you are the machine so if you are exercising regularly and you're putting garbage in the machine then that's going to affect your performance because you know my my workouts are performance-based workouts they're not just sweaty sweat workouts that i can kind of wing my way through right i mean if i'm doing push-ups on uh, with my hands on a basketball, my feet on a stability ball, right? That is a super hardcore tricep core um, balance coordination move that requires that I have the best possible fuel in my body to perform as many of those as I can, right? So, so I have to make sure that I, you know, I take the right supplements and that I'm I'm consuming I'm consuming as many foods that only have one or two ingredients uh, mm. possible. You know, I eat a strawberry has one ingredient: Brussels sprout, broccoli you know, uh, potato, sweet potato. Each one of those things has one ingredient. Eat foods with one ingredient and you're going to lose a whole bunch of weight and fuel your body really well and your internal organs aren't going aren't to have to work overtime to try to process all the other crap that's in a box, a bottle, a can, or a bag, right? So that's the thing. If we eat less food out of boxes, bottles, bags, and cans and mm-hmm. eat more whole foods, it's just our body's not going to have to work so hard to to do the things we ask it to do. We're going to sleep better, we're going to have more energy, and our brain's going to function better. And isn't that something that everybody wants? But unfortunately, these food manufacturers, these food factories, as I call them, are manufacturing foods with too much fat, sugar, and salt in them. Right? I mean, they just, they've discovered that crystalline, uh, UCLA did a study recently about crystalline fructose is one of the leading causes of pancreatic cancer. Holy smokes. Mm. And that is in everything. And we consume it all day long. So, you know, hey, look, you know, I mean, a lot of other studies show that we die and suffer from illness and disease based on one of three things, environmental, um, uh, you know, something where we, we're in, we inherit or environmental. So it's, it's, I'm sorry, did I get that right? It's environmental, <laughs> it's something we, I'll get this right, darn it. It's either environmental or something we inherit or behavioral. And it turns out that a lot of the things that we suffer from are anywhere between 70 and 80% behavioral. So if mm. you can change those, those odds by what you consume and, and, and what you do, then I would imagine, I don't know why anybody would want to do it. Because, you know, I'm in this game not only to help people get fit and ripped and healthy and strong and flexible, but I want to change the last, the last five to ten years of people's lives. Because mm. the last five to ten years of people's lives are a living hell. And it's the reason why healthcare costs are through the roof. Because it's not the Democrats' problem, and it's not the Republicans' problem, and it's not President Obama's problem, and it's not even the healthcare companies or, or the uh, insurance companies' problem. It's our problem because of the way we treat our bodies. And the healthcare costs would, would even out. And we would save billions of dollars if we changed the way we lived our lives by what we eat and what we do physically.
Well, you know, it's funny, you know, people are saying, oh, well, we're living longer these days. And it's like, yeah, but at, at what cost? If you're living five years longer or three years longer and downing 3,000 pills a day and literally living on fumes and chemicals, what's the quality of life for those extra three years? Like, wouldn't you just want to be dead? You know, it's, it's, it's not even worth counting those extra years that we're living because it's just we're living on fumes. Well, you know, you said the magic word, the quality of life. I don't care how sure. I mean, in, 19, in, in, in 1906, uh, the, average, the average lifespan for a male was 47 years old. Can you believe that? For women, it was 50. <laughs> it's almost, it's incredible to think that that many years ago, and there wasn't any chemicals and ex, there wasn't any stuff, in, everybody was eating whole grains. It's just because there was so much disease and illness and, and uh, you know, lack of uh, st- sterile things, you know. I mean, that's the reason why mm-hmm. we, you know, when the industrial age was going full bang, um, and we are living longer, but is the quality of our life is, is good? I mean, are, are we are we able to do the things that we, we would like to be able to do physically? Uh, I think a lot of people would say no. Um, so, you know, why live longer and be miserable in the process? Why not live long uh, and, and feel like you can do the same things uh, in your 50s and 60s as you did in your teens and your 20s? Look, look at Jack LaLanne. The guy's 95 years old. He's way outlived his parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's lived an extra 20 years longer than his parents both did. So you would think that um, genetically he should have died about the same time they did. But he's lived, you know, he's 95 years old. And that's because of, of what he puts in his mouth and the fact that he works out two hours a day. I mean, I don't work out two hours a day. I work out about an hour a day. But I just fit that into my schedule. It's as important as, as eating, you know, my meals every day. It's as important as, as, as getting my seven and a half to eight hours of sleep every night and, and brushing my teeth. It's all part of the routine, you know. So mm-hmm. exercise Exercise can't be this thing that you do once in a while because it, it doesn't work that way. It's actually actually more detrimental to work out periodically, like people who just work out on weekends or three days a week. Right. You, you might as well throw yourself down a set of stairs because you're going to be really <laughs> sore, but you're not going to really get the benefits of living a health and fit, health and, um, fit lifestyle of, of six to seven days a week. Well, I know in your field too, like the fitness craze of fitness bars and fitness drinks and all that, it's such a lie because most of those things are just filled with fat and sugar. What do you say to people who are like, oh, I'm going to take this muscle milk before I work out or, or drink this Gatorade? Like what do, you, what do you say to those people or do you just kind of let them do it? You know, what I try to stay away from in some cases, and this is one of them I think is universal truths that, universal truths that apply to everybody because, you know, you've got athletes, right, that are in their 20s and they're trying to find an edge and if they find some kind of supplement that helps them you know, run a little bit faster or lift a little bit more, or if they're trying to block somebody, uh, they can move them out of the way. Um, you know, if those supplements help you perform better and help you make a living, then I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Um, at the same time, I think a lot, a lot of young kids are, are, you know, consuming way too much creatine or, you know, consuming way too much caffeine and sugar uh, with other ingredients to help them perform better, and, and they don't really need to. It really comes down to uh, discipline and hard work and... Um, and tracking your progress along the way, I think you'd be an actual a, a better athlete. You know, I mean, people drink way too much coffee. They drink way, you know, they think, hey, wine's good for you, and, and caffeine's supposed to be great to help, you know, get you ready for, for workouts. And, I mean, I perform pretty darn well. I don't consume either of, of the, those two, two things. I do take supplements. I mean, I take my multivitamin, multimineral. I take, you know, creatine because I'm in my 50s, and I need that extra edge. I need I need extra um, ATP in my muscles when I'm, when I'm exercising, you know, and... Uh, but mostly it's water. I mean, you asked me what the predominant, I don't even drink tea very often, only once in a while when I think about it. I mean, I drink water at breakfast, lunch, and dinner because there's no added calories in water. 
You know, most mm. liquids, most liquids have added calories that don't satiate your appetite. So you end up consuming uh, calories through liquids and through regular food, and that's the reason, one of the reasons why people are blowing up and, and, and gaining weight. They don't even realize it. So, yeah. you know, I mean, honestly, the, the, if I have a snack, I make a sticky bar. It's one of my, you know, it's so easy. You take uh, half a cup of un, unsweetened granola, mm-hmm. you know, and then you take a big heaping teaspoon of, uh, of, of chunky organic almond butter uh, and half a banana, and you mix it up in a bowl, and you roll it up in wax paper, and you stick it in the freezer or, or refrigerator. There's three ingredients you can pronounce. Almond yeah. butter, granola, banana, all right? And the thing okay. has, it has, it has carbs, it has, you know, natural sugars in it, and it has tons of fiber, and it has protein because of the peanut butter. You don't need to go buy some manufactured bar that's got a bunch of other things that you can't pronounce so that it can stay on a shelf for an extra three weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, you don't need that, you know? It's just about, you know, think outside of the box. And, um, Literally. <laughs> out of the box, <laughs> bottle, can, or... or, or, or uh, or any other way that it's stored, yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap, I want to talk to you quickly about the holidays. Now, from pretty much this weekend all the way through New Year's, it's the, it starts the frenzy of candy and then Thanksgiving and then the holiday cookies and parties, and people tend to kind of slough off on their workouts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. eat junk. What, do you, what are your tips for people to stay on track so that come January 1st they're not freaking out that they have to lose a million pounds? God, I saw this funny bit on a comedy show a couple of years back with Bob Newhart, and she and he's playing a therapist. And the gal comes in and says, "Yeah, I've got this problem and that problem." And he says, "Well, look, you know, I only charge five dollars uh, a dollar a minute, and uh, the session won't even last that long." So she goes through her whole thing, and he and he turns to her and he says, "Stop it!" <laughs> she hmm. says, "What?" And he says, "Stop it! Just stop it. That's <laughs> stupid. You're not gonna, you know." She looks at her like, "Well, wait a minute. I've had all these childhood issues. I don't care. Stop it." You know, and I would, in a, in, a, in, a, in a sense, I'd almost want to say, look, if you fall into the pattern of uh, starting to blow off your workouts and eating whatever you want, and then waiting till January first to get your act together again, I mean, good grief! How many times do we need to make make that mistake before we realize it's just it's just silly? You know, I would say, you know, now is the time to really get your act together. So come the first of the year, you're way ahead of the game, right? You're in the best shape of your life. Why not spend the left? Why not spend October, November, and December? Uh, where you say, you know what, I'm going to be more disciplined than ever. I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it in advance. I'm going to write down all my workouts on a calendar. Uh, I'm not going to buy garbage food that I'm going to have in the house. It's going to, you know, uh, cause me to be uh, weak in those moments where I feel like I want to eat them. Um, and that's just what I do. I mean, I don't go to cocktail parties or, or, or holiday parties hungry. I mean, that's simple. You know, mm. eat a whole organic meal, fill yourself up, and then go. And then you just sit there and you have some, you know, some some mineral water or maybe just one glass of wine as opposed to, you know, throwing back, you know, 25 uh, pigs in a blanket the whole night, things like that. <laughs> and, you know, and then, and then Whole Foods sells, sells candy, you know, for the holidays and places like that that aren't, aren't really nasty, you know. So, you know, and you can yeah. give the kids on Halloween. Same thing with the holidays. There's, there's healthy meals that you can make on Thanksgiving and dinner. It's, you know, uh, you don't have to have the candied, uh, the candied stuff and, and, and food that's just going to make you feel miserable for two days. Uh, so there are ways around it, you know, and, and if you really plan ahead uh, and you decide to stop doing what you've done in the past that doesn't work, then you'll have great success. Yeah, a lot of people keep just piling it on year after year, and then it's almost impossible to break that cycle. You know, come New Year's, they're miserable, and their New Year's resolution is to lose the weight, and then they don't, 
And then come swimsuit season, they're beating themselves up, and then it just, you know, it just keeps going and going. It's it's a hard a hard habit to break for sure. Well, you know, you think about it. Some people get the information that they need, right? I mean, real authentic information. They learn what they have to eat, and they learn what they have to do, and they just do it for the rest of their lives. And, they, and, and those people are rare. I mean, you know, other folks need little re- release valves. I mean, I'm one of those guys, too. Um, you know, when I'm not feeling up for it and I'm wasted on a particular day, I take the day off, and I celebrate the fact that I'm smart enough to realize that if I work out today, I'm going to hurt myself, and it's just a day of taking it off. Same thing when it comes to, to food. You know, when I went those 100 days and I was vegan, I felt deprived a lot of the time, e- even though I – you know, even though I felt great and I slept great uh, and I lost weight that I didn't want to lose, but I really was, in some res- some respect, feeling a little deprived. So I've added some things back in, but I've, for the most part, cut out all the, all the other things. And so you have to kind of decide well, who you who you are, right? If you're a 55 year old mom, um, or you're a you know a 32 year old football player, you, you're going to have different priorities and different needs. And uh, but just you know, the most important thing is really staying consistent, bringing a certain amount of intensity to your workouts, uh, and making sure that, that the a vast majority of the foods that you eat are whole foods, you know, healthy foods. Uh, and then every once in a while you want to have a hot dog at a ball game, well, you know, go crazy and do it, but don't make that a regular habit, that's all. Mm, absolutely. Well, where can we find out more about you, uh, your programs, new stuff coming up for you, all the Tony Horton stuff going on? Well, you know, you can go to uh, Beachbody.com or P90X.com right out of the box. That's an easy way to find my programs. Um, also, the new Tony Horton website should be released uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, TonyHorton.com, you'll be able to find me there, um, but that won't be for a couple of weeks. So, of course, the book is coming out uh, from Rodale, and uh, you can go to Rodale.com and look, uh, look online and see that there. The book is called Bring It. It's going to be released on uh, December 21st, and then I go on a tour from the 26th, the day after Christmas, uh, through about the 15th of uh, January, and I'll be all over the country uh, talking to folks and doing workouts and seminars and talking about the book. So as of now, that's it. I'm going off to Japan. I'm going to be at uh, eight military base- bases in Japan, working with our military, and then I'll be in France um, at a yoga retreat. If anybody wants to come in a Chamonix, the last week of uh, March, and ski and snowboard with me in Chamonix and do some yoga, uh, you can find that on my Facebook. My Facebook is, you know, uh, fan page is just Tony Horton. You can find me right there on Facebook like that. You lead a miserable life, Tony. Really, I tell you, it you. certainly beats doing mime at the pier. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I know you're missing waiting tables and stand-up comedy. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, nothing like a two o'clock gig at four o'clock in the morning, you know, with two drunk people in the audience. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Tony. You are a busy guy. I know you got to probably go work out and then eat healthy right after you get off the phone. So let's Caroline, you it. nailed it. That's how do you know? <laughs> You're like a fly awesome. on the wall over here. You know exactly what I'm up to. Well, I'll see you in just a moment. As soon as I'm done with the show, I'm off to do my P90X. So I love it. I uh, I'll be watching what you're doing, and I hope uh, more people join the program and, and keep uh, an eye on what you're doing because it's great stuff. I appreciate it, and thanks uh, for having me on. Sure thing. Everybody stay with us because after the break, I will be chatting with the founder of Karma Chow, healthy chef, Melissa Costello. Dear mom and dad, well, the army has finally seen fit to give me some time off, so I'm writing to tell you that I'm doing fine over here. And mom, since you asked, if anyone wants to help, just tell them to contact the USO. You can't believe how much they do for us. With love, your son, Michael. The USO depends on the generosity of the American people. To find out how you can help, visit us at USO.org. 
the USO until everyone comes home. Thanks for coming back to Healthy Voyager Radio. Fitness and eating a clean diet go hand in hand, which is why my next guest just so happens to be Tony's private chef. The founder of Karma Chow and Healthy Food Chef is with me now, Melissa Costello. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Carolyn. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, I'm excited because we're uh, getting into that tough time of year where people start to overeat and make concessions and eat junky food just because, you know, it's around a lot more. So this is perfect timing to get people on track before it's too late. I agree, totally. Yeah, it is a time of year where, where people start to just indulge little by little and then by Jan- come January, it's just, you know, it's all over with. <laughs> people are yeah. carrying extra weight and wondering what happened. So it is yeah, it's depressing. Timing. You yeah. want to start fresh in the new year, and then you're like, ah, oh, now I have to lose ten pounds on top of it. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, a little behind the, a little behind the curve, literally. So exactly, exactly. So tell us how you decided to get into healthy cooking, and were you always into food and health, or was this something that kind of was a defining moment, and you changed your career entirely? You know, that's a great question. I, um, as a young child, I, you know, I grew up in the, in the 70s and 80s, and my diet mostly consisted of sugar smacks and, and sugary food. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we kind of grew, grew up on all that stuff in, in our generation. So as I got more involved in sports and playing sports in school and recreational sports and things like that, and I became a fitness instructor when I was very young at about 17 or 18, and I just really got into being healthier in my body, and I wanted to figure out ways to cook healthier food. And I wasn't a vegetarian back then, although I did give up eating red meat when I was 19. So I kind of started a little bit on a journey back then, but I was eating other forms of meat, and I was just trying to figure out healthier ways to to make the food for myself so I would cook it. You know, that being said, I still indulged in, you know, back then it was the fat-free you know, it was a fat-free craze where everything was fat-free. So I was finding myself eating snack wells and all those things that are loaded with <laughs> sugar, you know, back then that I thought these are healthy because they're fat-free, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and as, you know, over time, of course, I educated myself and I just started to learn, you know, more ways to, to cut out unhealthy things and add healthy things in and make it taste good. So that was kind of my, how I started my journey. It's funny that you mentioned snack wells because I remember that craze and I still remember that commercial with the cookie man and <laughs> everyone in my college dorm swore that they could eat the whole box of snack wells. And I remember even then thinking, you can't eat the whole box. That defeats the purpose. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Just because it's free doesn't mean it's calorie free. I know, I know. And I used to, I remember rationing it out like every day. They had these great little blondies, which are, you know, the, like not brownies, but they're they're you know, blondies, and they were so good. And I remember they came wrapped separately in little, you know, plastic wrappers, and I would have, I'd be like, okay, I'm rationing out one a day at lunch, after lunch. I'll have one blondie a day, you know, and that's that's healthy. That was healthy to me. So it's just interesting yeah. how our mindset kind of changes over time and we become more educated. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of being educated, what's the focus of Karma Chow, your business? Karma Chow's focus is, you know, basically I love to teach people how to eat a healthy whole foods diet. I am a vegetarian, well, vegan myself. I don't recommend that everyone become a vegetarian, although I do only cook vegetarian food. But I do work with people who uh, still eat meat, and it's just more about 
adding more whole unprocessed foods into your diet and more vegetables, really like more of a plant-based diet to kind of go along if you are still eating meat, just adding more vegetables and adding more foods that are more alkalizing to the body. So that's kind of really what my focus is for teaching people. Cool. And what sort of services do you offer? Because I know you do all sorts of things from private chefing to food delivery, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, I have yeah, I have quite a few services. Uh, I do have a, meal deli- a local meal delivery service in Los Angeles right now, and um, I am a private chef. I also teach cooking classes locally in L.A., and I travel nationwide and teach cooking classes as well. Um, I do one-on-one wellness coaching. I lead people through 30-day vegan cleanses, which have been really life-changing for a lot of people. Um, and it's basically just, you know, about kind of getting off of, I call them slow poisons, things that, that enter our body that kind of over time build up and really, um, you know, just, just kind of don't work for us long term. And, and we can maybe talk a little bit more about that. But, um, you know, so the wellness coaching and the, and the um, just really teaching people how to have a healthier way of life. It's a lifestyle, really. It's not any type of diet, but it's more of a lifestyle. And I teach private cooking classes, and I have cooking parties. And so there's a lot of, of different services that I do offer with Karma Chow. A lot of cooking and eating sounds like fun. Yes, a lot of healthy cooking and eating. So it's really, <laughs> I mean, it's just such a passion of mine, and I love to bring it to people. So for people who aren't in the L.A. area, how do you work with them if they want um, to do your cleanse or any private consulting? Yeah, I, I work with them virtually. Thank goodness for technology and for the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. When I when I work with cleanse people, it's usually a group. I do one-on-one cleanses as well, but it's usually a group, and we do everything via email and conference calls. So usually, you know, we'll get on a conference call in the beginning of the cleanse, and I'll do two other calls throughout the 30 days just to check in and kind of, you know, talk to everyone and hear from them personally. And then we have an email support group that is set up. And I also do this with my one-on-one wellness clients as well that I just, you know, I'm available to them via email. I usually do one phone call with them depending on how many sessions they book. Um, And we just kind of work it virtually. And I find that it works really well. Some people, you know, schedule more one-on-one phone calls with me because they feel like they need me more in person, you know, quote-unquote in person. But, um, you know, I find that the email works really well to stay connected with people. And we're so lucky to have that technology these days to really stay connected. So it's, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. people do feel supported that way, which is really good. Absolutely. So what is your 30-day cleanse like? Is it crazy intense? Is it for all sorts of people on all sorts of diets? What's, it, what's kind of the, the focus and the scope of it? Yeah, that's a great question. It it actually is one of the easier cleanses to kind of go through because most a lot of cleanses are about um, deprivation where you don't really eat a lot of food. Some cleanses mm-hmm. you don't eat any food at all. My cleanse is, is more about um, learning how to give up addictions and cravings and eating really healthy food while you're doing that. So the 30-day mm-hmm. cleanse basically cuts out caffeine, alcohol, sugar, animal products, and, and uh, I call them white products, which is gluten, gluten-based products or uh, white rice or white potatoes. And what I find that this does is it gives our body a break to really kind of um, come to a place where it can work at an optimal level. And you are eating a lot of food on this cleanse, but it's all basically unprocessed whole foods. So you're getting a lot of nutrients. I, you know, I really love people to reconnect to their food. We're, we're all so busy these days and we're running around and eating in the car and eating protein bars and uh, protein shakes for meals. So 
what I'm what I really focus on with the cleanse is teaching people how to be creative with food, reconnecting to their food, and also eating intuitively, like really listening to our bodies mm. and, you know, eating intuitively, like just checking in, like why we're eating, when we're eating, and what we're eating. So I really, you know, advise people to kind of just check in with that because so many of us can eat, you know, we a lot of us eat emotionally when we don't even really need food, when we're not hungry, we're just eating because we're, you know, feeling some sort of way and we're really not in touch with it. So we use it as an emotional thing. So, you know, mostly it's about people just really getting back in touch with their food, giving their bodies kind of a rest that they need, overcoming addictions and cravings that can kind of run our lives. Like most of us need our morning coffee when we wake up or we need our afternoon coffee, our afternoon tea, and then the sugar, and then we go through these crashes, these up and down sugar crashes. So it's really about balancing all of that mostly. I think a lot of people are definitely going to be calling you up after the holidays because there's nothing but caffeine and eating and sugar all through the next yeah. few months. Yeah. And especially, too, I think about, like you were talking about, uh, emotional eating. There's also just sitting around at your desk eating. I know for a lot of people that have desk jobs, their right. only break is is kind of is edible. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the fridge and get, some, get a snack or I'm going to get a coffee or I'm going to get a piece of candy from the candy jar and yeah, it's it's tough when you uh, when you're using food to kind of break up your day. Right, and it, yeah, and boredom eating is another thing when you're bored and you just oh I'm bored right now, so I need you know I need something. So people most most of the time turn to food for that, you know, because it, it changes the way we feel, and um, you know whether it makes us feel bad or good, it still changes the way we feel in, in the moment when we eat something. You know, in the moment we could be eating it and like wow this is so good and it's. Get, it's giving you a lot of really good feelings, and then afterwards you're not feeling good about it because it was too sugary or too fat or it just kind of, you know, plummets your blood sugar or throws it through the roof, and then you're just not feeling good after that. So, Right. Yeah, it is, you know, it is, it is really important to just get in touch with why we're eating and when we're eating, you know, that's, and that's what I love to teach people with the cleanse. Yeah, that sounds great because I know a lot of people that have done more intense cleanses, and for people who aren't used to a cleanse, they won't stick to it if it's okay. It's just juicing for 21 days, and you're like, yeah, right. most people can't really sustain that, especially if they have jobs or kids. Or you know, it's really hard. And this is smart because it's sustainable. Yeah, it really is. And a lot of times, also with the cleanses where you're not eating real food, there's a tendency when people come off of it to overeat and just really overload mm-hmm. their bodies. And when you kind of talked about, you know, the holidays coming up now and how we overload our bodies so much. And when that happens, when we overload our bodies, number one, we'll gain, obviously gain a a lot of weight, but we can also become very sick because our bodies just aren't able to, you know, deal with all of the the kind of, again, slow poisons that we're putting in, sugar overload, caffeine overload, fat overload. So our bodies just kind of start to rebel. And a lot of times people will get sick over, over the holidays because of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, being cold or all the other stresses that come along with the holidays. Right. Right. So for those of us who are lucky enough to live in L.A., what's your meal delivery plan like? How does that work? Is it, you know, meal by meal or can you do weekly? How does it work? Uh, the meal delivery plan is basically it's a five-meal minimum order. So And the lunch and dinner portions are the same. I kind of, you know, it's a, it's a decent-sized portion. You get a, an entree and a side with every portion. So it's a decent-sized portion. It's just a five-meal minimum, and you can kind of decide how you want to eat them, if you want to eat them for lunch, if you want to eat it for dinner. I don't do breakfast right now for my meal delivery, but I do offer lunch and dinner. And um, 
you know, I deliver on Monday afternoons between 4 and 8 p.m., so you won't have it first thing Monday morning. So most people prepare, prepare their lunch for, for Mondays, and then they have the food for the rest of the week. Some people order five meals. Some people order eight meals. Some people order ten meals. So it's, you know, it's different for everybody depending on your lifestyle. And some people like to supplement it because they do cook, and they just supplement it for their lunches so that they have something to take to the office with them that's healthy. Mm. Um, you know, it's eighteen dollars a meal, which is which is a really great price considering it's mostly all organic. It's all uh, vegan, and it's just really healthy whole foods. I, I use very very minimal processed foods at all, um, and you know, the food's just really really healthy and very nutrient dense. And the convenience is great because yes. you'd spend yes. that much going to pick up a meal somewhere else, so at least you have it and you know it's healthy. Right, and and you do actually save money in the long term. You know, it's cheaper than eating out. And then also, you know, a lot of people say this way of eating is very expensive, but, but my philosophy is that, you know, you're saving money on health care. You're saving money in the long term because your health, you're taking care of your health right now. And I always mm-hmm. tell people it's, it's important what you're doing right now. And to spend a little bit extra money on food instead of, you know, buying that pair of shoes or buying, you know, buying something that you really don't need, I feel like it's an investment in this moment in your health to, to buy healthier food. And, you know, we do live in L.A., so we're so blessed to have so many farmer's markets and, you know, local farms around and things that – places that people can get, you know, produce that's a lot less expensive and get bulk, buy things in bulk like grains and beans and nuts, and, you know, and it's much cheaper to do that. Mm, for sure. Yeah. So I know that you cook for Mr. Tony Horton. Yeah. So what are your dietary tips for folks who are engaged in a very active lifestyle like Tony? Because I know that if you're working out hardcore so like he does – the diet, I'm sure, is a little more protein-rich or grain-rich. Yeah. How, how does that – what are your tips for people who are really, really working out hard? Yeah, you know, I, um, I just make sure to tell people to keep their calories up if they're, if they're exercising extra hard, but also to make sure that they are eating whole foods and not eating so many processed foods. A lot of, a lot of people who exercise, they're very active, so they eat a lot of these protein bars. I'd rather see them do a protein shake where they can add fresh berries to it and they can kind of control the sugar – um, but, you know, it's, it's really about eating mostly whole foods, like really cutting back on the processed food and eating foods that are higher in nutrients, higher in protein, higher in nutrients, and, and they're going to get a lot of what they need just from the food so they don't, don't have to take crazy amounts of supplements as well. And, you know, Tony, is he eats mostly of, of I would say, 90% plant-based diet. Um, and once in a while he'll have an egg here and there, but very rarely and, um, you know, he, he has major amounts of energy. He doesn't ever get sick. I mean, the guy is as muscular as anyone can be, and he's 52 years old. So this type of lifestyle really works for him. And he just makes sure that, that you know, he eats when he's hungry. He doesn't overeat. And he listens to his body. He's really smart about eating intuitively, which we kind of touched on before. Yeah, it's funny that the, the misnomer of, oh, well, you know, if you're going to get bulky, then you better eat a lot of steak. Or, you know, or you have to eat all this garbage like uh, drink Gatorade or this muscle milk and all this nasty workout food that is really nothing but sugar and chemicals. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's all that stuff out there is just really, you know, they they market it toward toward this type of lifestyle, toward the active lifestyle that will keep you strong and help you build muscles, but... I always go back to nature, you know, and coconut water is another thing that's, it comes from nature and it's, and it's, 
you know, it's, it's just like we call it nature's Gatorade. It's got all the electrolytes your body needs. It's great after a workout because you get your magnesium, you get your potassium, you get everything you need from just drinking the coconut water. So it's just really important to kind of go back to nature and food that comes from, from the earth and that doesn't come out of a box or a package, you know. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Tony, I, think about, I think about the big muscular dudes that built the pyramids. There, were, there was no muscle milk back then, you know. Yeah, they were right. eating natural <laughs> foods, and they built the freaking pyramids with their bare hands. Right. So, you know, you think of all that stuff. I was like, we could do it then. We could do it now. Absolutely. I mean, we have so much available to us now, and we're so – you know, we're so lucky in that sense. And it's just, there's really no excuse anymore for people to eat unhealthy, in my yeah. in my opinion. There's really no excuse other than they just don't want to or they don't really care about their health or well-being. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. now that it's fall, what tips do you have as far as appropriate foods and dishes for colder, darker weather? Because I know people's moods change now that it's darker and yeah. uh, kind of need some warmer type foods. What are your tips for, for autumn eating? Well, I mean, all the, the great sweet veggies are in season right now, the squash, the sweet potatoes, you know, carrots, a lot of root vegetables, beets, they're really, really good for you. They're great for your blood. I love to just, like, chop up all these kind of vegetables and roast them in the oven, and it's just such a great side dish. Or, you know, making really yummy, hearty stews with some grains in them. And, you know, I make a sweet potato tempeh stew, which is loaded with protein, and it's got yummy sweet potatoes. It's kind of savory and sweet at the same time. But, you know, lots of hearty soups and stews are great this time of year. You know, we do want to hunker down now that it's getting colder and darker. And actually, you know, as, as the seasons change, I just wrote a blog about this, but as the seasons change, our bodies change. And, you know, we do need to change our diets as the seasons change. So, you know, when, when, uh, when God was or Mother Nature was creating all the vegetables, she at certain times of the year, you know, gave us what we need. So whatever's in season is probably really what the appropriate foods are for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, with crazy holiday eating starting, I guess, pretty much this weekend with Halloween parties, and, and then yeah. that's it. We take off from there. What are some of your tricks on staying on track? Because it's tough. It's tough to yeah. want to go and, and really have that piece of candy or have that extra drink. And what are your tips on, on kind of keeping it together the next couple of months? Yeah, you know, it's that's kind of a hard thing because people, you know, it's just about really making a decision what's important for you. And, you know, if you're going to go to a party where you know it's going to be a lot of junky food, you know, obviously eat before you go to the party, have like a really healthy dinner. Um, and especially if you're going to be drinking alcohol and just, you know, make it, it's about making mindful choices for yourself and, and just really what's most important to me, you know, is my health important is being healthy and feeling good and feeling vital and, and, you know, having a happy, healthy life, is that important? Or is this, you know, is this piece of candy that's really going to make me kind of feel horrible after I eat it, is, you know, is that more important? And, yeah, we need to have this stuff every once in a while. And as long as you can control it and do it in, in moderation, I think that's fine. But most people can't control it. And most people have a yeah. sugar and caffeine. So they, they kind of get out of control at this time of year. And they think, oh, I'll just in January I'll – you know, I'll start an exercise program, and most people never follow through. So it's, you know, if you can really kind of stay on track throughout the holidays, and, you know, I, I offer a holiday cooking class here in L.A., and I'm doing one at Whole Foods in November where I teach people how to make healthier versions of their kind of their favorite holiday dishes. So if you are getting together for the holidays with your family, you know, you have the option to kind of make your own healthy dishes and either bring them with you or if you're with your family, just make them there and say, hey, you guys, I want you to try this out, you know. 
And, yeah. and a lot of times most people will go for it because it's, you know, the food does taste really good and we don't need all the butter and the sugar and the sweet potatoes because the sweet potatoes are sweet on their own, you know. So they're, you know, I, I think, you know, making your own food, if you're going to a party, bringing a dish, just calling the host and say, hey, I have this really great dish, can I bring it? So that way you know that you have at least one thing there you can eat. Um, mm. You know, just really kind of controlling your I wouldn't even say it's willpower, but it's more about your commitment to yourself, you know, like your commitment to yourself and, and if you want to be healthy and is that piece of chocolate really worth it because it's just going to lead to another piece and another piece and another piece. So, you know, opting for healthier versions of things too. I, you know, I love chocolate, so I go and buy the organic, really good dark chocolate. A lot of times I buy the raw chocolate. And mm. one little piece is just very satisfying to me because it's because it's so rich and it's so pure that you don't really need to eat, and it doesn't have a load of sugar in it, so you don't get the cravings for, for more sugar. So and It's actually kind of good for you because of the yeah. antioxidants from the dark. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like one little sliver of that stuff is enough to, to curb your, your cravings. Yeah, yeah, you don't really need more than that. And, it's, and, again, so much of that stuff is emotional. When people just start downing candy, they're not really paying attention. They're like, oh, one more, one more. And it's, it, so that's yeah. why it's, it's just about, like, getting in touch with, you know, what you're eating and what you're putting in your mouth and, and why, you know, so it's, so yeah, just really paying attention more throughout the holidays of, of, of what choices you're making. I think well, you brought up a good point too, that, you know, people will put it off. Uh, oh, I'm just going to enjoy the holidays and then I'll deal with it in January. And then they don't. And that, right. that adds up year after year after yeah. year, you know, when do you draw the line and you look back and you're like, geez, that's, you know, 10, 20 pounds ago. And how am I going to combat that? You know, so it's, yeah. You know, just hacking it on and, and not thinking. And it's interesting that it, what you just said is really interesting is that people think that, because you just said, you know, I'm going to enjoy the holidays, and people think that eating healthy is not enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like they think if mm -hmm. I don't have candy and sugar during the holidays that I'm not enjoying my holidays. But really, what are the holidays about? It's about being with our families and sharing with each other. And, and that's where I would put my focus and attention, not on the food. You know, the food is is just kind of the icing on the cake really and it it does bring us together but it's really more about being with our families and there are options to to eat healthier dishes and make healthier choices and you know it doesn't have to be about you know oh another piece of pumpkin pie another piece of apple pie or you know you just maybe have a little bit have a little sliver and and then say do i really want more no i don't want more you know so that's it's just about being more conscious too yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. where can we find out more about you and sign up for your services and check out your schedule of classes? Yes, karmachow.com, K-A-R-M-A-C-H-O-W.com. I have a cleanse coming up in January right after the new year that I'm really excited Perfect. about. It's, uh, you know, it's a group cleanse done, vir cleanse done virtually, so anyone can join from across the United States. And even I had someone from Puerto Rico and someone from Korea, actually, in my last cleanse. So, uh, you know, internationally it, it works as well. It's just obviously different time zones, so they, they can listen to a recorded call. But, yes, karmachow.com, all my services are listed there. I have private cooking classes, the meal delivery. If you're, you know, if you're out of, the, out of California, there's so many other things that I offer too virtually for people. So that's that's kind of where you can find me. Coolness. Well, thanks so much for being on today's show. You've got lots of great information that I think people are going to use throughout the next few months, and hopefully uh, they'll join you in January. Great, Carolyn. Thank you so much for having me. It was it was a pleasure to be on. Anytime. Everybody, stick around because we'll be right back. If your walls could talk, what would they say? 
I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. That's just about it for Healthy Voyager Radio this week. Make sure you visit p90x.com as well as karmachow.com for more information about them, their programs, services, and how to keep fit, whether it's through the holidays or just in general. As for Healthy Voyager, of course, I'm on Twitter at Healthy Voyager. Facebook, I got some fan pages and group pages. YouTube channel, Healthy Voyager, the Healthy Voyager YouTube channel. But, of course, the hub of all Healthy Voyager info is at HealthyVoyager.com. Join the social networking side of it. Create a profile. uh, Sign up for the weekly newsletter that keeps you on top of all the new articles, recipes, giveaways, all that stuff. And uh, you get some little treats for subscribing as well. So be sure to hop on to HealthyVoyager.com regularly. I'd like to thank Tony Horton and Melissa Costello one more time for all of their great info today. Be sure to check out today's podcast and other shows from the past on HealthyVoyager.com as well as on iTunes and Zune for anyone that has a Zune. And uh, you can subscribe so you never miss a show. You don't have to go hunt for it. You just get it. Be sure to join me next week for our Halloween show as I welcome gorgeously green goddess Sophie Uliano as well as Food Network and award-winning vegan chef Chloe Coscarelli. Lots of fun eco and vegan Halloween treats and tricks next week. Please check it out. And before we head out, I'm going to play us out with a song by one of the original scary musicians, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy has given up on eating bat heads and has gone vegetarian, if you can believe it. And Ozzy's songs are great to get us in the creepy Halloween mood while proving that even a nut like Ozzy has a conscious and has chosen to go veg. So check out all things Ozzy at Ozzy.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great weekend. I'm sure lots of Halloween things are starting to happen this weekend. Talk to you next week. And enjoy an early Halloween-themed tune, Let Me Hear You Scream by Ozzy Osbourne. Bye.
game. <laughs>